This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk, the whole edition with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkas on Pulse 95. Welcome back to Pulse 95. It is me, Hany Balkas, with Omnial Saleh, bringing you a Future Talk home edition where we bring you the latest in tech. Guides and AI from the comfort and safety of our own home to prevent the spread of the novel coronavirus COVID-19. And we're going to be talking about how Harvard and MIT researchers are developing a face mask that lights up when it detects the coronavirus. We always tell you about how important it is to wear our masks and make sure that our gloves are on whenever we're stepping outside the house. But to do it in a techie way, this is all we're going to be telling you about in just a few moments. Apple is also making headlines because their long-rumored augmented reality goggles are making an appearance. They might just be the first step in replacing the iPhone and rumors say that they're going to be launched in 2022 and we're going to be telling you all about it. Yes, and we're getting a comeback from our favorite friend. SoftBank's famous robot Pepper is actually helping people enforce social distancing and greeting COVID-19 patients around the world. Now, Pepper has uh, kind of featured in the show a couple of times. We actually saw him right here in the UAE uh, back in, I believe it was uh, fall of 2019. Omni and I went and we had a nice conversation with him. (laughs) Yes, indeed. He is definitely one of the friendliest robots that I have ever come across. But in our Tech This Out segment, we're going to be letting you in on a very interesting feature that Microsoft Outlook is launching. And they're actually getting a little bit jealous from Gmail because they're starting to implement a text prediction feature. This will come in handy whenever you're drafting your emails. So make sure you stay tuned to find out all about it. Yes, and for our apps all around the world, we have an app which is called Be My Eyes, and it is a popular app that does pair blind people with helpers. So if someone is blind, they can use this app, which is called Be My Eyes, and they will get help because obviously that person, which is a helper, will be helping that blind person. Yes, indeed. It is Ramadan and we're all trying to find ways to spread good in the society. And this is definitely a very easy way doesn't take you much and you can do it from the comfort of your own home so make sure you stay tuned right here on future talk to find out all about these stories only here on pulse 95 daily digital news bits and bytes connect our world Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world. Nowadays, whenever we're stepping outside the house, the main thing that we try to remember is to make sure our mask is on and that our gloves are ready. Back in the day, you know, we used to worry about our phone being in our hand or our car keys, Um, but times have changed. And this is exactly why researchers at Harvard and MIT are trying to adapt to this change because they are working on a face mask that lights up when it detects the coronavirus. Let's go, you know, let's rewind for the past six years because this mask was not mainly intended for the coronavirus. Bioengineers at MIT and Harvard were actually working on creating sensors that can detect many different viruses like the ones that cause Zika and the Ebola, and the Ebola virus. But now they're trying to re, you know, re-engineer this technology so that it can actually screen for the new coronavirus. What they're trying to do is embed different sensors inside these face masks so that whenever an infected person you know breathes coughs or even sneezes these sensors will actually light up to signal the presence of the virus 
Yeah, Sonia. Now, pandemics were at the top of mind for Jim Collins years before the new coronavirus did emerge. Now, in 2014, his bioengineering laboratory at MIT did actually begin developing sensors that could detect the Ebola virus when it was freeze-dried onto a piece of paper. The small team then at MIT did MIT and Harvard did then first publish their first research in 2016. But by then they did tailor the technology to address the growing threat of the Zika virus. But now they're adjusting their tool again to identify the coronavirus cases. Now the team is actually designing a face mask to produce a fluorescent signal when a person with coronavirus breathes, coughs, or sneezes. Now, if this technology does prove successful, it could address flaws associated with other screening methods like temperature checks. Mm -hmm. Now, doctors might even use them to diagnose patients on the spot without even having to send samples to the laboratory. Now, at a time when testing is very, very long and delays in other countries, this kind of tool is kind of uh, is, is important because it will quickly identify patients at the same time and in real time. Mm-hmm. Now, this fluorescent signal could actually show whether the coronavirus is present in saliva as well. Yes, indeed. So imagine this, Hani. You or I could actually use it on the way to and from work. And hospitals, as you mentioned, could use it for patients as they come in or wait in the waiting room as a pre-screen of who's infected. And they're definitely, hopefully, going to be a lot more reliable and accurate than, you know, the the typical temperature screening that you would get whenever you're entering a grocery store uh, or even a hospital, let's say. But these sensors will need two things to be activated. First, they're going to need moisture, which our body typically gives off whenever we're breathing through mucus or saliva. And second, it's going to need to detect a virus's genetic sequence, which is exactly why many laboratories in Shanghai actually are working on sequencing the coronavirus genome. They've started their process back in January and up up until now, uh, they've actually been able to identify quite a few sequences for coronavirus. So the sensors are going to need to identify only a small segment, segment of that sequence to spot the virus. Once they do, they're designed to give off a fluorescent signal within one to three hours. So we're still going to need to wait while wearing this mask. But I think it's a much shorter wait than, you know, the 24 to 48 hours uh, that would typically uh, be the time span of diagnosing patients. In the different part around the world, Apple is making headlines once again because uh, they're creating and working on augmented reality goggles. But could they replace iPhones, you know, one day, honey? Yes, I mean, now they do suspect it to be launched in 2022, which is from a viable source. Now, Apple's first augmented reality headset could launch in 2022 at the earliest. Now, such a headset could lay the foundation for a sleeker pair of smart glasses that could one day replace the iPhone. Now, the headset that may launch in 2022 would reportedly offer a mix of augmented reality and virtual reality experiences and would be designed for gaming, entertainment, and communication. Now, the launch would come as Apple has been under pressure to prove it can launch a product that is as revolutionary as the iPhone. Now, back when the iPhone was first first came out, it actually did change the industry of phones in general and smartphones. But the first iteration of Apple's long-rumored augmented reality headset could arrive, just like I said, at 2022, which will make the company's next major hardware expansion beyond the iPhone.
Yes, indeed. And such a headset is gonna become the first step towards a thinner and sleeker pair of smart glasses that will hopefully replace the iPhone in roughly a decade. Now, uh, a lot Apple did not immediately respond to comments whenever they were asked about this headset, which is understandable. They like to keep a lot of secrecy around the launch of their new products. But this new headset is definitely gonna offer a combination of augmented reality and virtual reality experiences. So it's gonna become a tool for gaming, entertainment, and even communication. So hopefully it will include cameras that will allow people to interact with their surroundings. So it's definitely going to create a much more digital world than the one we live in. Apple has been under a lot of pressure to to deliver the product that's as revolutionary as the iPhone. In recent years, we've seen them, you know, launch their Apple Watches, their AirPods, and they've seen a lot of success, which made the company actually become the most popular company to launch wearables in the world. And that's according to different estimates and different studies that have been conducted. Yes, I mean, just like I said, Apple, uh, when they first released the iPhone and the iPod, they, they actually changed the whole technology and industry game but uh now when we're we're, we're kind of expanding right now in, in technology and right now all they have is that iphone and that smart watch so th- just like we've been telling you guys they are pressured to release a new type of technology mm-hmm. and i feel like this is the future now having these glasses or they should be glasses in the near future now they're goggles but having these glasses that you wear they can be stylish and they could even uh, kind of be prescribed glasses like mm-hmm. medical glasses that you yeah. can use for people who have problems with eyesight and having this with with could, could be used for communication gaming and much more but which is more important right now is the communication feature and factor because we all use our phones to communicate so what does this mean does it mean one day we'll be sending a, <laughs> a, a voice note from our just glasses we'll be repon- responding to text from our glasses just I mean, imagine, there's a lot of- just imagine it's like certain eye movements would would mean certain things you know certain actions on your phone like if you wink that means you're answering a call if you're i don't know <laughs> it's the, if you stare in long enough it'll answer a text it's definitely a completely different world wearing glasses that could control your phone and as you mentioned allow you to answer calls or even respond back to texts yeah and it kind of i kind of wonder would it affect my field of view for normal seeing mm-hmm. i mean there are a lot of questions but i guess most of these questions will be answered in 2022 in two years but we're going to be taking a short break and when we come back omnia we're going to be talking about Pepper the robot. (laughs) My favorite robot and how he's helping enforce social distancing and greeting COVID-19 patients around the world. So make sure you stay tuned right here on Future Talk, only on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Take this out. Take this out. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Once upon a time, we were completely afraid of robots. You know, we didn't want them to take over our jobs. We didn't want them to become our new emotional companions. But with COVID-19 becoming our new reality, social distancing is becoming the new norm. And to help us feel a little bit less lonely, SoftBank's famous robot Pepper is helping enforce social distancing and also greeting COVID-19 patients around the world. This robot can disinfect it can take temperatures, and it can even prepare food for all those COVID-19 patients. 
But Pepper the Robot has had many different jobs in the past, from helping out in malls to museums and even being used in different schools in the UAE and around the world. Hany and I actually got a chance to meet him earlier this year. Uh, he has had a lot of jobs. You know, he's been designed to work at airports and at malls, and now he's being repurposed to help fight off COVID-19. Yes, Omnia, Japan is actually using the famous humanoid Pepper the Robot to fight its coronavirus cases. Now, the country has actually a relatively small outbreak compared to others around the world. Now, Japan does have around 16,000 cases and 678 fatalities. But for comparison, uh, just a word of thumb or general, the U.S. actually does have more than 1.4 million cases and over 80,000 fatalities. But the Japanese company SoftBank is behind Pepper, which is the most recognizable robot used in some stores and hotels around the world. Now, the robot is being used as a greeter and to ease loneliness among mild COVID-19 cases in Japan. Now, at the same time, versions of the robot are helping other customers remain a safe distance apart in German grocery stores. Now, hotels in Japan are actually temporarily being used to house the coronavirus patients with mild symptoms, and Pepper the Robot is right there to greet them when they come in. Now, Pepper does a kind of a, helps you sign into kiosks, which reduces the number of staff who have to work in the hotel and can be potentially infected. So basically, he is your bellhopper, he's mm -hmm. on your desk, he's your receptionist, <laughs> and he's also a cleaning robot as well, who, who does have Wiz, who is a part of the effort to keep hotels and safe environments. And Wiz is also an autonomous vacuum cleaner, which does use AI technology, which is also from SoftBank. Yes, indeed. So Wiz and Pepper are actually teaming up to help fight off It's like Batman and Robin. Literally. Um, but Pepper robots are also greeting COVID-19 patients as they arrive. There were many photos that have been circulating all over social media about a hotel in Tokyo that holds about 300 uh, COVID-19 patients that are typically relying on Pepper to keep them company. Two nurses are on duty around the clock with a doctor available during the day. But Pepper the robot can help take these patients' temperature and report their vitals back to the doctors and nurses. Robots greeting patients and cleaning high-risk zones are cutting down on the number of healthcare workers and other essential workers that must come into contact with COVID-19 patients, which is, you know, ultimately making sure that their lives are not as risky as they are. Pepper even wears a face mask of its own, which is also encouraging, you know, citizens in Japan to practice uh, good health uh, precautionary measures. And he has a few key phrases that he typically would repeat to these guests. One of them being, please wear a mask inside. Uh, he would tell COVID-19 patients, I hope you recover as quickly as possible. And his third uh, known statement is, I pray the spread of the disease is contained as soon as possible. Let's join our hearts and get through this together. So not only is he uh, a wonderful help to all these medical workers, but he's also very motivational himself. Beyond performing basic tasks at the hotel, Tokyo officials are hoping that robots just like Pepper and Wiz can keep patients from getting too lonely because you know honey they're always constantly being isolated in their rooms for several weeks at a time until you know they're determined to be no longer infectious so having a robot like pepper even though he doesn't have the human touch can definitely make them feel a lot less lonely 
Yes, Omni, indeed. Now, Pepper is one of my favorite robots that we've met. We've met a lot of robots right here on Future Talk. And uh, one of the things that stand out for Pepper is he looks cute. He has nice soft hands and he has a little nice raspy voice. So Pepper the Robot, I like it. And uh, big, th big, uh, big heads up and thanks to, to SoftBank for doing Pepper, I mean, not many, not many times would you see a robot so cute and so and so uh, friendly. I mean, it looks, it looks cute. I mean, he has his face mask on and everything. But we're going to be taking a short break and we're going to be talking about Microsoft, but not anything that comes out of Microsoft, but their email using website, which is Microsoft Outlook on the web, and it's getting a Gmail-like text prediction feature. Now it looks like Microsoft is a little bit jealous from Google. Yes, indeed. So to find out about it, make sure you stay tuned right here on Future Talk, only on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tech this out. Tech this out. Pulse 95. Microsoft's Outlook on the web is getting a Gmail-like text prediction feature. And it looks like Microsoft is going head-to-head -head with Gmail or with Google. Now, Microsoft is working on a new text prediction feature for Outlook. But before we get into Smart Compose, let's talk about these text predictions, which will allow Outlook.com and Outlook on the web to write email for people using predictive tech that does offer up suggestions while you type. Now, a support document does reveal that Outlook users will be able to accept suggestions with tab or right arrow on the keyboard or just keep typing to ignore them. But let's dive in into what is Smart Compose. Yes, indeed. Now, Smart Compose is actually very, very useful for all those who are constantly on the go. You're constantly typing out emails. Um, and what it does is basically suggest complete sentences within the body of the email that you're currently writing. It comes in very handy for myself, honestly, because whenever you're typing out email, instead of you know saying kind regards or uh, hope this email finds you well, the minute you type hope, the, the rest of the sentence will pop up for you to just click on it. Not only will this help save time when writing emails, but it will also reduce the chance of you sending off something with, let's say, a grammar or a spelling error, if that's a problem for you. Smart Compose can also recognize context. So, for example, if it's Friday, it might suggest closing out your message with have a great weekend. If it's the beginning of the week, it will suggest that you end your email with kind regards. Now, what Google has been saying about the Smart Compose feature is that it's going to be integrated within the email itself. So then you don't have to create any updates for Gmail, the app itself. All you need to do is use your regular email account and you'll find the, the sentences popping up. But this is not the only feature that Microsoft is working on because they're also working on a send later feature for their Outlook on the web that's going to allow all of us users to schedule when to send an email message. This is definitely going to be useful for, let's say, if you wake up from a deep sleep at five in the morning and remember that you need to email your boss, but you don't want it to look like you're eagerly sending emails at early at early hours of the morning. Yes, Omnia. Now, it's very useful because sometimes when you're writing a nice email, your mind kind of goes off and you're trying, you're trying to get a point across, but you kind of forget what to write. So having this predictive text with Smart Compose is going to make your life 1,000 times easier. Now, it does seem that Microsoft is going head to head with Gmail. Now, uh, I, Microsoft's Outlook, I mean, it just brings back memories because most of us or all of us have a Hotmail account. 
But it seems nowadays when you when you go into that professional like type of uh, email, you're going for a Gmail account as it does feel cleaner and smoother and now Microsoft does kind of feel that hey listen uh, not many people are using Microsoft's Outlook anymore so so they're kind of, they're going to head to head with Gmail now I will personally try this feature out as I do have Microsoft Outlook for my work email so we're gonna see Omni you're probably gonna get nice predictive smart composed text wow. uh, emails from me so uh, no keep that in mind. No mistakes, no grammar mistakes. I'm just kidding. You don't really have. You don't really make any spelling or grammar mistakes. Um, but slide into our DMs at Pulse ninety five Radio. Let us know. Do you use Gmail's predictive text feature, and do you find it coming in handy, or is it just too annoying uh, to constantly have all these sentences and the completion of your phrases pop up on your screen? Coming up, we're going to be giving you a quick and easy app that will help you make good use out of your time and help the society around you, especially those who are blind so make sure you stay tuned right here on future talk only on pulse 95 pulse 95 pulse 95 all around what's worth a click and download during the holy month of ramadan we're all constantly looking for ways to help give back to our society and while we're all trying to social distance, we're all trying to stay away from meeting other people, that does not mean that we can't connect with others virtually. So today we're bringing you an application that will help blind or visually impaired people connect with all of us for their everyday tasks. And this is definitely going to help all of us volunteer in ways that we might have never expected. The application for today is called Be My Eyes. It's one that we've actually discussed way before on Future Talk, but one that has definitely been gaining a lot of traction on social media. Be My Eyes is actually an app that was created by Hans Jorgen back in 2015. And what it does is pair volunteers with blind or visually impaired people in need of help with, you know, small and everyday tasks that we may take for granted that we can do them so easily. So this can range from, let's say, reading the expiration date on a cartoon of milk to describing the color of a shirt. Wanting to be of help, a lot of people have volunteered in the Be My Eyes app so that they can answer the call of a person in need of a snack or an opinion on an outfit. Yes, now Omnia, uh, I, I kind of love how we're using technology. I don't kind of love, I do love how we're using technology to help others. But there is one flaw with the app. Now, it's a heartwarming one. Now, the number of volunteers signed up, which are in the millions, have far outnumbered the 138,000 blind or low vision people using it. Now, so if you do kind of download the app, you will be in a kind of a queue to help someone. Now, it reminds me of Omnia, of my university days. We did, now, technology is now a must. Now, even blind or not blind deaf people, they do need a phone to communicate with others. Now, it reminds me about my university days. I did have a blind uh, kid in my class mm-hmm. who used technology and he used speech-to-text, uh, text-to-speech technology. And I'm just thinking right now, if he used this app back in my university days, how much it would change his life. Now, uh, I, I feel that, I, I don't know, I, it gives me, I get a warm, a fuzzy feeling Absolutely. when I think about, uh, a warm, fuzzy feeling thinking about how I can help someone uh, who is blind in my comfort and safety of my own home. Now, with the coronavirus pandemic going on, I do believe that maybe someone does need more help right now. Blind people do need more help as their home, not really going out, not really getting in touch with other people that may mm-hmm. help them. 
Now, some blind people actually have a helper come to their house and, and, and help them with their chores or not, but with social distancing going on and uh, quarantine, you would think that maybe exactly. uh, these helpers are not coming to these first people's house. So yeah. here we are to help these people from the comfort and safety of our home and kind of helping, being their eyes, actually, just like mm-hmm. the app says, their eyes. Exactly. And uh, the the beautiful part about this app is you're not just helping the other person on the line or the person that you're having a video chat with, because it gives you the option of either chat, you know, as normal chat or video chat or even going on a, vo- on, a, on a phone call. But what's amazing about it is that you're helping someone out there who's blind or, you know, visually impaired. But on the other hand, he is he or she are helping you feel more useful which is definitely a feeling that many people are currently struggling in right now we're all being you know we're all being quarantined in our homes there's not much time or space for us to volunteer outside a lot of people used to make use out of the holy month of ramadan by feeding those who are incapable of buying their own meals um making food and sending it to mosques in the uae so since we can't basically do that right now physically, we can try and find different ways to give back to our society virtually. So definitely a beautiful way to share your eyes with someone. Definitely a way to make use out of a gift that God has given us that we typically take for granted. Um, and you can definitely have as many calls or as little calls with those who are in need on your day-to-day basis. So Be My Eyes is the app for today. If you've downloaded it and tried it out yourself, slide into our DMs at Pulse95Radio and let us know what you think of it. Future Talk is coming to an end, but we will definitely be returning same time tomorrow from 2 to 3 p.m. But we're definitely going to be opening the airwaves for the Dream Team. Aisha Al-Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah will keep you entertained until Iftar rolls around. After that, they have Yallah Home coming up. But, you know, you have to keep Pulse 95 locked to make sure that you tune in to all of our shows. From Hani and I, we wish you a wonderful Iftar with your loved ones, whether you're doing it physically or virtually. Stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.